live. Hey, welcome back to another fantasy basketball roundtable. If you are listening to this uh, on the podcast, hey, what's up? This is on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash watching the boxes every Wednesday. You can get your questions answered by a roundtable of fantasy analysts. Today, the table's a little. Uh, we could still have two people at a roundtable, right, Tyler? I would say so. I don't know. I, don't, I always wondered why it was a round table. Why is it not a square table or a hexagon table or an octagon table? Well, because I think it's the whole point is like you could fit hexagon table, octagon table. You can only fit like eight people. Round table. That's in like infinity people. Well, I guess it must be a big table, though. Mike, you want to start off with a fun question? I would love to start out with a fun question while we wait for uh, chatters to show up. But yeah, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. You can join us every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Central. Tyler, uh, let's just go back and forth with questions on this new season. Okay. Who is the number one player in fantasy right now? Let's, oh, let's do it. Let's go. That is her game. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to look, Tyler. I was about to be like, all right, click, click, click. I'll just tell you. Per game, sure it was, it was uh, Luca, but I saw that. It got switched up just recently, and I forget who it was. Was it Tyrese Halliburton? Who number two? Ooh, in the top 12, but not number one. Okay. Um, it's definitely someone outside our our first You want to talk about something else crazy, too, is it's like all point guards in the top 12. Love it. I, 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 I dig it. So this is a point guard. DeJounte Murray. Uh... Oh, so this one is actually funny because this one most people probably wouldn't consider a point guard, but um, he has point guard eligibility according to hashtag basketball, which is what I'm looking at. Uh, John Morant is fifth. Okay. Um, not not John Morant, not Dejounte Murray, not Damian Lillard. All up there in the top ten. Okay, I'm. I, I think I look. I got my finger on the pulse of what's going on. Then it's um. Oh, it's Shea Gildress because he's scoring. He's like dropping like thirty a night. Thirty-one SGA, perfect free throws. Is that your most? Six point seven a game, three games. Six point seven. He's shooting six point seven a game, and he's hitting every one of them. What's if somebody went according to this? He is not. Is not missed of his first. I will look it up right now. Three games. Is not missed his first. 20 20 for 20 three games 20 for 20 all right um color me color me impressed tyler uh i think we both but this is crazy liked him it's not like we're like oh what huh what but we also saw some of the tomfoolery already right yes that's the issue right is that just on monday um we were like all right great uh i guess he's not playing tonight and then he played and what the hell? so like you know the they're gonna the thunder are gonna thunder um but yeah he's been fantastic and i mean how much of it's real how much of it's not i mean we'll see we'll see how many games he can play I and mean, that's really gonna be the start of it he's playing more minutes than he's ever played so we'll see if that sticks but like we we've talked about this before like he's phenomenal and he can get you the defensive stats that you need to be number one, so that's a big part of it. Um, I don't think he's going to be number one. I don't think he's going to finish in the top 12, but, I mean, there's the potential. 
Yeah. There's definitely the uh definitely the potential. What's going on here? I think I've most messed up. surprising I I messed player up the whole, in the top twelve. Uh, damn, I think I messed up the uh the video. <laughs> I'm trying to like get the video to work. It's I'm uh, obviously very, very poor at figuring this out. Um real quick on Shay Gildress, right? If you are the lucky owner of Shay Gildress. What are you what are you doing what are you doing with this uh I guess this knowledge uh that our guy, right? Number one, no one's no one's believing that. No one's like, oh, Shagil is just number one, I'll trade you Embiid for him. Like, that's that's not happening, right? But like, are you trying to move him because of the shenanigans that are already in existence? I guess it would depend on the price, right? Like, if I'm going to sell him for... Like, I, I had him, like, in my late second, early third round, right? And so I don't really think that I feel any differently about him today. But, like, I saw drafts where he was going, like, 40, 50. You know what I mean? So, like, if he's going that late, like, I'm not trading him for a, just any top 50 player. Like, that's insane. If I can trade him for... If I can... And offer Shea Gilgis and get Devin Booker, I'd do that. Fred Van Vliet, I'd rather have Fred Van Vliet. But, like, I'm not trading him for Terry Rozier. No. And Terry Rozier out, obviously. I think Terry Rozier is actually a nice buy low right now. Yeah, right? And, and like, that was, no, that was no shot on Terry Rozier. That was just, like, the first random top 50 player I could think of. Sound like, it sounded like a shot on Terry Rozier. My guy. You know what I mean? And sounds yeah, like I mean, the going, sounds like you're going after great, but... our good friend Terry. All right, cool. Can you hear me all right still? Do you even think he. What the hell happened here? All right, you, you, oh, I think we lost Tyler, unfortunately. Tyler, you still uh, you still out there? You're, you're breaking up there. Yeah, I don't know. Some something happened there where you know kind of kicked him off. You know how Discord gets. Um, but yeah, do you think Shea Gill just finishes in the top thirty? Yeah, I I do. <laughs> I okay, think but like, yeah, I think he does. Per, but uh, totals. Mm, See, I'm skeptical on totals. Totals. Like, like per game, sure. Like you want to trade for him now, but like if you're in a like in a roto league, great. But like in a head to head, do you want Shea Gilgis really at the end of your season? Do you want Shea Gilgis? Probably not. I don't want to rely on that, right? I th- I mean, this is the like he's at his peak, right? He, this is the time to move him. Um, I just think you're not. This is the peak at the probably the peak of his overall value. Obviously, it is the peak. It's the number one overall. I can't go any higher, right? But um, is it the peak of his value to other? Um, managers and I don't know if that's true yet, right? Uh, but other managers aren't going to like fall for the uh, fall for this trick. But they're also the longer the season gets, right, the less likely I would think they would be interested in like rostering him for the same reason you're just talking about. Do you really trust this guy to be uh, here at the end of the, at the end of the season? Yeah, and I don't think it's this guy. I think it's like the playing. team that's just like, hey, yeah. hey, man, we're trying to lose these. Can you just like go home and do what you do? Maybe they could lose games with him. Have they thought about that? It seems like they have. Yeah, but I mean, like, 
we just mentioned it, he's the number one player in fantasy. Like, he obviously gives them a better chance to win. And you know how it gets, like, after the All-Star break. Like, other teams really start trying to tank, too. And so, like, they want to have the crappiest roster possible so that way they can't even beat those teams. Yes, that is true. Um, I think you were asking, well, who's the most uh, shocking person? Uh, yeah, in the, in the top, top 12. Top 12, can I do... Can I do another point guard? Twenty-five. I would say this guy might be the most shocking person in the top twenty-five. Top twenty-five that I'm looking at. Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. My most shocking player in the top twenty-five is uh, well, I think it's a tie between De'Aaron Fox and John Collins. That's what I'm saying. Fox is in the top ten. That's why I said he's my oh. most surprising player. Are you, uh, are you punting turnovers here? Yeah. yeah, you are. You are punting turnovers. Yeah, and like let's let's um once again uh cool everybody's jets, right? Um Deer and Fox uh, scoring 31. We know this guy can score. He can score in the 30s, right? Can he score for 30s the whole season? Uh we've never seen him do that, but he's currently shooting almost 60% uh Deer and Fox. That's um that's obviously unsustainable i would say like unless he's like changed his game in some sort of way that i'm not seeing he's 25 years old he's you know starting to come into uh you know a maturity in his game i don't think 60 percent is sustainable right so you lower that down right his three pointers three made per game already this season those might be on an upward trend because he might just be taking more shots right but he's never um he's been he's a below average had two. shooter for his for his career and he's exactly. shooting 45 percent right now exactly so i would say it's just a small hot streak there like if he could get it up to 35 that would be a big boost in his three-point percentage and right now he's shooting 45 so um that's definitely gonna regress like you want to point to one area it's right there there's no one like no one's shooting 45 for the entire year unless your last name is curry and De'Aaron Fox is not even an average three-point shooter, I don't think. No. So this is a good, um, I think, rule of thumb, especially early in the season. Small sample size theater, right? We talk about it all the time and watching the boxes. We use that phrase all the time. And that's because um, you shouldn't rely on things that are outliers to be the, um, the expectation moving forward. And some of the easiest things to look at when you're looking at players currently out there um, and how they're performing, and, and especially players that look like they're overperforming, go look at their percentages. De'Aaron Fox's field goal percentage, his three-point percentage, way, way, way up. Shea Gilders Alexander's uh, free throw percentage. Actually, he's got a pretty good free throw percentage. Chances, I don't think he's going to shoot 100% for the year. So um, same with DeJounte Murray. I don't think he's going to shoot 100% for the year. We'll see. Um, same with Johnny Collins. Fox is um, trying to be like the guy in Sacramento, right? His his shots are up to 21. I like that. Uh, his assists and his steals are up. His rebounds have gone up. Small sample size theater, but I do like that. And those are things that can be sustainable. Yeah, I'm with you there. 
Am I running out to go trade for De'Aaron Fox right now? No, I, I, I think this is an, it's an obvious sell high. You don't want to buy high. That's ridiculous. And you also don't want to like, um, we occasionally tell you to buy high when we think the player is actually going to be as good or better throughout the season. And I would say De'Aaron Fox doesn't have that track record, Tyler. You want to you want to hear a fun stat that even I didn't know until I looked it up right now when you were talking about somebody shooting a hundred percent from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jose Calderon in two thousand eight two thousand nine had the okay. highest free throw percentage in NBA history. Do you want to guess? He shot a hundred and fifty four free throws. Do you want to guess how many he made? I'm gonna guess that he made a hundred and forty nine. 151. Wow. Missed three out of 154 in that season. Played 68 games. That is insane. That is Bravo. absolute insanity. Bravo, Jose Calderon. Shout out Jose Calderon, dude. Shout out. Yeah, shout out. Definitely shout out to Jose Calderon. It's been a long time. I, have we ever shouted out Jose Calderon on this on this program? Um, Probably. Back in our, in our first iteration, yeah. way back in the day, he we was might've. probably a point guard that mattered. I think he might have played in those some of those early years, at least uh, as a waiver wire player at the minimum. Um, there's a couple of guys that I want. I want. Let's play. You know, let's make up a game here. Um, let's play for real or not for real. One of um, fancy basketball's greatest, funnest, most upcoming, hottest games. Uh, it's where one of us says the name of a player and the other person has to respond with for real or not for real, as in. Is this guy as uh, taking a leap? Is he as good as we think he is? Or uh, is he just happened to be playing really well? Or is he blowing smoke up his ass? Or is he is he finally falling off the cliff? Um, and I want to go with um, a player. And like this doesn't have to be like, is he going to continue to keep the stats up? We just talked about small sample size theater, right? None of these guys are going to keep their hot starts going at that pace nobody can play at some of these paces right but are some of these guys playing better enough that you think for the rest of the season that they are worth more than their average draft value that's i think is the, a better way to explain the rules of this game and tyler my first question my first player to you is a guy named andrew wiggins for real or not for real now that's a good one, right? And this is because um, I've been thinking about this. It's a great place to it's a great place to start this game because we've seen Wiggins do basically what he's doing right now before, right? Now we haven't seen him do it in Golden State. Yeah, we're if not going to. We're also not going to see this like the two steals as an outlier, but scoring we've seen him do it. So I mean, in the rebounds, like I don't think they're crazy either. The assists are not crazy. Threes are. I mean, he's been improving his three point. You know, attempts and percentage for a long time now. So, I don't know that that's crazy, right? Um, yeah, obviously the defensive stats, like, he's not going to be the 25th-ranked player. But, like, from where he was being drafted, like I think this could be a situation where you might have gotten a little bit of a steal. Now, the question is really how how does that shot selection break down, I think, you know, in Golden State, like... Can he keep getting the amount of shots he's getting with Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson and Steph Curry? Like, that's definitely a question mark for me. But we've seen him average twenty points a game in the past. Yeah, I think I'm 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 leaning on the side of for real as well, right? Um, because we have seen him do this, and I'm let's take a look at 
Golden State in general, right? Is Clay Thompson coming back to form? The answer is no, he's not. Is he, you know, still semi-valuable as a player on the court? Yeah, but he hasn't, you know, he had horrible injuries, right? Like, it's not expected for him to come back 100%. But he does look like um, a guy that you rely on to do very a very specific thing on the court, not the type of kind of uh, all-around different uh, style of score that Andrew wiggins currently is also andrew wiggins is 27 years old about to be 28 in his prime played incredibly well last season into the playoffs uh, all-star uh for the first time last year right i think this is andrew wiggins this is the role he was a high draft incredible i think it was a first overall draft pick right uh for the Cavs, if i'm if i'm remembering correctly in the kevin love trade right that was that feels like such a long time ago yet Forever, He's only yeah. 27. Well, and I'll say this, too. This is one of the reasons why I liked Jordan Poole as much as I did. Was like I assumed Jordan Poole was going to take over as that second scorer for the Warriors, right? And so far, it's been Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think that's the trajectory of the Golden State Warriors, right? I think we might have ourselves a 20-point scorer on our hands. Well, I, I think some there. One of those two is definitely going to be the twenty points forward. The question for me is still: Is it Wiggins or is it eventually going to be Poole? And Wiggins is playing more right now, so you like that. The question though is: Wiggins can he shoot forty nine percent from the field? Like, I don't, I don't think he no, can. Probably not. No, probably not. So, but is so then you know, seven something he can do? Yeah, sure. Yeah, and then you know the rebounds dip a little bit, the, the steals, the blocks, like. Could he be a top fifty player? I think so. I don't know how much inside. The yeah, top and I, I don't think get. I would have said that pre uh, preseason. I don't think I would have been like, oh yeah, Andrew Wiggins top fifty. Um, like so, not even like a possibility. I'd be like, nah, not gonna happen. Uh, is he a buy high for you? Because you know someone's gonna try to sell him, right? They picked him in the eighties, probably seventy five, maybe. Yeah, he's were, a like, buy high in the sense that I want to I want to give another plateau player away for Andrew Wiggins. Like I want to go and say all right um you know let's uh let's let's take a look who i who would give up who would you we're playing the second part of is he for is he for real which is called who would you give up the two games in one really which is uh wiggins way down here at 129 on the on the projections would you give up d'angelo russell for wiggins That's good. I think I, think I might I rather have Wiggins right now. Yeah, I think I would I'd rather have Wiggins. I'd give up uh, Jamari Grant. Jamar- Jeremy Grant. Why did I say Jamari Grant? Jeremy Grant. Uh, I'd rather have Grant. I think I'm looking at Jabari Smith right below him. I'd Tobias rather Harris? have Wiggins than Jabari, Jabari Smith. I'd rather have... That's close. That's real close. I'm a similar players, I think, at the end of the year. I think Vassal. I might rather go with Tobias because I feel like they're they're similar. Vassal? Is that weird? No, I don't think that's weird. Tobias, I like Tobias a lot because I like his percentages. If you're in like a roto league, yeah. right, they're very similar players. Wiggins is going to score more, but Harris is going to give you the, the consistent, I think, um, the consistent percentages that he always has. Um, Devin Vassal. 
Oh, I'd much rather have Wagons. All right. That's that's all I need to know. So, yeah, somewhere in that, you know, what you thought preseason, that 65 to 80 kind of range where you're like, all right. Uh, last one, Christian Wood. That's that that hurts, Michael. Don't don't ask me questions that hurt. Well, that's uh, going to go right into my next question. Is he for real, Christian Wood? I mean, at what level is are we talking about for real? Is he the player that people thought he was last season going into the the year where everyone kept everyone but us kept saying he's a top what was it like 30 player? Christian Wood is who we thought he was. Right. Um no, he's so not that good. We, we, everybody had him as like a top 30, top 40 sleeper of the year. And we said, no, nah, man, this guy scores. He doesn't do much else. He gets you good rebounds. He doesn't do much else. This year, he's scoring well, the- at a crazy rate. He's hitting threes. And, and, uh, and he's getting good rebounds in 26 minutes per game. Yeah, minutes are probably going to go up, but I don't know how much the stats are. Like, he's shooting 62%. Like, he's probably not keeping that up. Probably not. He probably gets over a block a game because that's just what Christian Wood does. Like, he gets you a block a game, but there's not going to be much assists. There's not going to be much steals. The free throw percentage is going to be bad. Like, Christian Wood is kind of what he is right now, I think. Like, a 50, outside the top 50, like 60 to 75 player. Yeah, I think he can keep this up. Um, potentially, obviously, I think that you know, like you said, the field goal percentage goes down, which means probably the points start hovering closer to twenty instead of twenty-four. Yeah, but I think the minutes go up, so I think he could probably get you. I mean, I don't think he's gonna get twenty-four, like you said. I think he's probably around twenty, but like I think the minutes are gonna go up a little bit because like Dallas just is gonna need him to play a little bit more. I think. Yeah, I don't know who else is like because that's what I'm saying. We we look around this. Like I was looking at that Dallas lineup the other day, and I was like. I don't think people really understand how good Luka is because this lineup's not. This lineup's, like, not great. Like, they, they haven't put anyone of significance around Luka at all. Well, and, and I'll take take this for what it's worth, but I think the plan is now to... They owe the Knicks a pick this year's top 10 protected, their first-round pick, and then they'll have all their first-round picks to trade. So uh, the the thought process now that Luka's max deals kicked in and the Porzingis thing didn't work out is to kind of try to save it for the summer and use their picks to, you know, get somebody good. And yeah, I, I hope they trade, do. So. I really hope they do. I hope they get it figured out with Luka because he deserves What's crazy is how, is how good Luka's made some of these other guys look. Like, would and would any of these players be that good on another team? Well, actually, yeah, that's kind of what I was saying is like when you look at this team, right, and you look at the whole roster, like would they start hardly anywhere else in the league? Maybe spots, maybe here and there, maybe like a couple teams, right? Like you could probably pick one or two teams where you're like, yeah, they definitely start in like Detroit or whatever. But like, would would any of these guys start anywhere else? Well, like Bullock, would I would I Sumo would I Sumo from the Bulls start? For the Mavs, like the answer is, I think yes. I don't think he's better than Dinwiddie. I think he might be. I don't think so. Better Dinwiddie defender. had a season where he averaged twenty points a game. Better defender for the Nets. Yeah, I mean, if you want a defender, and that's why Bullock starts, right? And Bullock has started in a few other places. I think Finney Smith would start on a lot of teams. I think he's actually yeah. a really good three and D player. 
Finney Smith um, is pretty good. Vail McGee, I mean, like, is he really even a starter? No, no, he's not a starter. Like, Christian Wood's the sixth man, so you can say, like, I think the only, like, Dinwiddie would start in some places, but, like, is he a, a really good starter? Like, no, he's probably best suited as a sixth man, too. I think the only two, like, starters on a lot of teams would be, I think the only starter on a lot of teams would be Finney Smith. I think Bullock would start on quite a few teams just because he's a good 3 and D guy. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Um, is he for real? Let's get back to this. Uh, one of the most exciting fantasy basketball games of the season. There's a handful oh, of Oh, can I go? Yeah, absolutely. I would throw a guy out there. Okay, is he for real? My first pick. Well, let's see. I'm going to try to hit you where it hurts because you, mm-hmm. you like to hit me where it hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. Oh. Is he for real? Is he for real going to shoot 40% uh, from the field? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, that seems pretty real. Um, man, he's having himself a nice little start to this season, right? He's 36 overall. 20 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. 5.5 assists. 1.5 steals. This actually might Oof. go up. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm kind of looking at this and I go, uh, my instinct immediately was to go, no, not for real. But I'm looking at this and I think maybe the uh, the big glaring obvious um, thing that can't sustain is free throw percentage. But like, okay, he instead of making four point, like 4.3 free throws like he's making right now, he ends up making like 2.7. So what? Like two, that's two, that's less than two points difference right so we're not really talking about that big of a swing if you don't care about your free throw percentage my instinct was to say not for real but i think for real with wood gone Mm. too like they you know they have Mm. need somebody to take over the shots um right now green is taking 19 a game right and he's another guy we can talk about is that for real um yeah and Porter Jr. taking 17.3. Like, who's really going to take the shots away from Porter Jr.? Eric Gordon? No. Jabari Smith? Maybe. He's taking no. 14, though. No. Which is a lot for a rookie. Sangoon's sure. taking 10.3. Eason? Maybe he gets more minutes. Maybe. No. The thing about Porter Jr. that worries me is just, like, his inconsistency. And he's been pretty inconsistent for his entire career. Now, there's two he's, areas we can really point he's to. He's had stretches where he's, like legit 35% from the field. Yeah, and he's shooting 47.6% from three, which, again, like we talked about, like no one's shooting that good. Um, he's not going to keep making his free throws. Does the start missing free throws impact his game in other areas? He's not going to get the steals, but, like, could this be a top 50 player? That's really what I'm asking, I guess. Uh, can, can Kevin Porter Jr. be a top 50 player, especially with those percentages? Probably not. Probably not with yeah, his that's real, probably I'm not at. with his real percentages. No, but if you uh you know you're playing a very specific kind of head to head type of uh, game and you cover you know half of your eye over here and half your eye over here and you just look at that those middle five stats that you you know even look at blocks point three blocks ain't nothing to laugh about. Look at those look at those middle six stats right. That's a top fifty player. Shit, that's a really good player. 
Look, even looking yeah, what he did last he, season, if he was like 16, uh, 5, and 6 with the steal and 2.5 2, uh, 2. threes that he did last season, that's a pretty good play. Yeah, I mean, the percentages were both just really bad last year. And this Rockets team is not going to do a lot of winning. But here's the thing. He was picked 107th in Yahoo drafts now. And in fan tracks and in ESPN, he was like in the 70s. Right, yeah. which is probably more where he's gonna finish, I think, yes. like somewhere around the 70, 70 range. Yeah, but, but dude, if you got this guy at one hundred seven, like you're looking for a steal, and like this is a guy you might be able to sneak a trade for. Like, mm-hmm. could you offer? Hmm, let me let me try to f- drum up a name here. Um, could you get someone to think that they're like buying, they're selling high on this guy, and actually get some good value on him? Like, I don't really have a good name right I now. Think, I think, like, I think so. Yes, because I think there's this. You're talking about like a sharp league, right? Where you're like, okay, right. um. Everybody kind of knows Kevin Porter Jr. isn't that good. He's he's not a very good shooter. You know, the free throw percentages are up, blah, 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 right? So you kind of lowball yourself. Let's uh, let's pull up. I don't know if you could get away with this. If you, if you threw Mike Connolly for Kevin Porter, I don't think you get him. I don't think you no, get him. No, no, Monte no. Monte Morris, no, I don't, I don't think, think you get him. So I think it's got to be higher. Okay, let, here's a guy who was picked. Uh, Marcus Smart? What is this, 20 spots. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. Picked 20 spots higher. What's the name, right? Very similar players, actually, when you think about it. Bad shooting. Yeah, in some ways. Bad percentages. Um, except for Porter, more of a scorer. Um, Marcus Smart, more of a defender. I guess if you if you're if you're feeling really comfortable with your steals, yes, I would. I would what about I would Gary Trent. Like, All right, I'm in. Ah, uh, see, I like Gary Trent. I know he, you do, but I think I might rather have Porter at this point. Yeah, because well, because of the assists. Yeah, that's what I mean, and like it's huge. Well, and here's the thing: like, what I mean, Trent's gonna like be better than he's been. Obviously, he's shooting like poo, but. Um, like he's going to give you twenty and some good threes, but like he do- he can't offer those rebounds, those assists. You know what I mean? He just can't. He's not going to. There's no way. Yeah, Gary Trent, oof, shooting really poorly. Kyle Lowry shooting even worse. Uh, though Kyle Lowry had himself a little, a couple bounce back games. Uh, and like all percentages are are BS right now. Like even if the person's yeah. shooting exactly what they've shot for their career, like we're talking at most, it's four game sample. So like, like look at anybody's four game stretch. Like take every player's four game stretch for, you know, throughout all of last season. Like some dudes, they have stretches where they shot seventy five percent, and then they have ones where they shot thirty percent, and then they averaged at forty eight percent. That's fair. All right, you get you get one more, Tyler, one more, and oh. I want to play the 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 third game of the hottest third hot. Third hottest game of fantasy basketball season. Okay, I, I'm going to go with this teammate. Is Jalen Green for real? Oh, damn. I thought you were going to go with Pascal Siakam, and I was going to say, yes, that guy's for real. Um, you know what? I think Pascal was was a little underrated to start to, from the jump. I think we talked about that a couple times. He wasn't. He wasn't Pascal. because every time, every draft I was in, he was like being taken really high, and I was like, damn, I was hoping to get him. Just like seven picks later, six picks later, right? Never got. Well, it. I think the I think the experts liked him, and I think the 
maybe the general public like was not as high on him because I saw like in some mocks that I did, he went kind of late. But then every draft I was in, it was like boom, he was gone. Yes, every single draft. And so it was weird. It was a, a strange little bit on uh, Mr. Pascal Siakam. I agree. Jalen Green, I'm going to actually say not for real. Because so the defensive stats stink. Yeah. And that's the worry. They already, like, stink. I think the average... they already stink. The defensive stats already stinks. I think there's a lot of players who are outside of the top 50 who are going to be in the top 50. I think he averages that's... 20 points a game, though. Yeah. I think I think he could do that. I think he can be around maybe under three three pointers a game. Because like, what's his what's his three point percentage right now? Forty eight. Okay, <laughs> come on, that seems a little high. He's actually shooting the exact same threes he shot last year, like really? attempts wise, and he's shooting forty eight over thirty four. There you go. So I think he could. I think because he's going to take more shots, this can be closer to three than it will be two. I think which will make him closer to 20 than it will be 15. The field goal percentage is going to drop. Hopefully, I mean, maybe he figures something out here. He's really young. He's 20 years old. I'm not seeing any leap anywhere else, though. And that's the issue. Is like, I'm not seeing any. And it's yeah, small like, sample size theater, right? But like, it's going to be hard to be in the top much. 75. If you're even if you're averaging 20 points a game, if it's four rebounds and two and a half assists and not a steal and. Point three blocks like that's just even if the percentages stay good like that's just not and it's just not enough anywhere else like yeah you got points you got threes that's it yes that's it and like i'm not excited i'm not going out and go get him i would actually in fact try to sell oh hell yeah he's 42nd right now give me any top 50 player people get hyped for him too because second year guy high pick yeah like uh, let's see. Who's the perfect name? The perfect name that you could make the trade for? Who is not playing the best? Who is the perfect guy uh, you could trade? I will mention a bunch. Uh, Tobias Harris. I would. I would much rather have Tobias Harris. I would oh, much I'm, rather have. I, I'd, rather, I'd rather have him. But what's the perfect guy? Like, what's the highest you could go? Uh, well, I'm looking. I'm looking for a player that's not performing that well. That I think I can maybe definitely get the trade. Bam out of bio. Mikel Bridges. Oh, Mikel Bridges, perfect. Bam I don't think bio, you're getting so... Bam out of bio. I think there's this kind of psychology uh, that you see a lot uh, when if someone is drafted in the second round and they're you're not going to get anyone that far down. Like no matter how well, no matter how well that player is playing, and no matter how bad Kawhi? the second round play. Ooh. You might be able to get Kawhi, actually, because that actually is a great segue. The segues are, you're killing the segues today, Tyler, um, into America's third favorite fantasy basketball game called Are You Worried? Where I asked, uh, or Tyler asked, about a player, and then we, a- then we answer the question, Are You Worried? Kawhi, are you worried? Uh, No. He's Kawhi. Who were they playing in those two games? I don't remember. I don't, like I'm not. I'm not Thunder. watching the Clippers this year. The Lakers the, the, won. The Thunder. They're playing the Thunder. Oh yeah, the Thunder. Think Kawhi wants to play the Thunder? Uh, I don't. <laughs> you know what I mean. And so, like, am I worried? No. The answer to that question is no. Yeah, and we t- we talked about this in the last podcast as well, right? Do not panic. Do not 
um, make any hasty moves. Kawhi is still giving you standard league relevant stats in 21 minutes. Now, granted, you'd probably paid a lot higher than last round, but I would wager you didn't spend a second round pick on Kawhi or a third round pick on Kawhi. Maybe I did somewhere. I but did. I did it on a lot of places. Yeah. But I, Maybe I'm third okay round, it. but I'm not st- second round. I'm still feeling good about it, actually. I mean, I, I'm people, feeling great people... about it. Yeah. Uh, can I go? Absolutely. Um, Jamal Murray. Ooh. 221st in the rankings, in case you were wondering. Um, well behind all the other Murrays. Where is he? I, I, he's not even in here. 221st. I got I to gotta add more dudes to my list. I got to go top yeah. 300. Yes. Um, he looks real rusty, huh? He looks really rusty. Didn't we expect he, that? He looks slow. Yeah, we, I think we absolutely did expect it. And I expect him to play his his way back into form, play with the speed of the NBA. I expect him to figure it out. How long is it going to take him to figure it out? Because the timeline for Denver is he just needs to figure it out on the way into the playoffs. Your timeline th- is not that. I think uh, we saw this with, with someone just last year, Spencer Dinwiddie. Again, this is an actual nice, easy one to look up for people because he got traded to the Mavs. He was not good for Brooklyn. Or for, yeah, Brooklyn. I'm sorry, he didn't play for Brooklyn last year. He was not good for the Wizards. Like, at all. Yeah. We talked about this. Like, I was rusty. I'm slow to get my shot going. All this stuff. Look at the difference between his numbers for the Wizards and his numbers for the Mavs. Right? Sure. Yes. He got traded to the Mavs at the trade deadline. It could be all the way till the trade deadline before we see the best of Jamal Murray. But... I would argue in a head-to-head league, that's the exact moment you want him to be playing his best. Can you survive? Trade deadline to the end. Yeah, can you survive with Jamal Murray? Oh, hell yeah, you can, because where did you pick him? Exactly. You picked him in, like, the 80s. You weren't picking him in the 30s. Like, he he will be in the the stretch. The stretch run, he'll be probably a top 40 player. You picked him at 82nd in Yahoo Leagues. Yeah, you're ADP. not like you're if you're if you're banking on Jamal Murray to play like a really important piece on your team, you did it wrong, right? If you were banking on Jamal Murray to have a slow start and play his way into form, and then during the second half of the season be a top forty player that you got in the like you said in the eighties, then that's what's you got going him in the seven, like right around seventy five. A bunch of places. I am so happy with that pick, and I'm still so and happy with that pick. You, the, Keep thinking, man. In order to hey. like get your comeuppance, you have to wait. So, am I worried? No, not yet. But I'm keeping an eye. Either. Not, not even a little. I'm not even a little worried. Okay. Are you? Well, I don't even know if this is an "Are you worried?" Because I think, hmm, it's more so. I want to talk about the other guy, but I'm going to say, "Are you?" Are you worried about Mo Bamba? Because I don't really want to talk about Mo Bamba. I want to talk about Bulbul, who's taking the who's taking the Mo Bamba award for this year of really, really, really tall guy who can shoot threes and block shots, and then ends up being a sta- barely a standard league player because blocks are underrated. 
That's what I actually. Just want I mean, to talk about. Mo Bamba's behind Bull Bull in the rotation. So exactly. am I worried about Mo Bamba? Yeah, hell yeah. I wouldn't. I would drop Mo Bamba right now. Hundred percent. I actually did pick Mo Bamba with one of my last picks in a league, and I have dropped him because you can't be a standard league player in ten minutes a game. No, no, you cannot. And so, sure, if one of those big men for the Magic is out and Bamba's going to play a little bit more, stream him in. But then when they come back, like, Mo Bamba's just not in the rotation. And they paid him a little bit, so that was weird, right? Like, why not just let him go to somewhere else where he was going to play? Yeah. Very strange. But, like, Mo Bulls passed him in the rotation. Whether they just like Bo Bo better as a prospect, I, I guess, right? I mean, Are like, you... that's the thing. Are you picking a bull bull in a standard league? I guess it would depend on what my team looked like. Like I'm, I'm probably just streaming him at this point. Right, like, what, what am I really supposed to expect? Like in sixteen, he's man. got blocks. Yeah, but it, but blocks. it's and it's literally just blocks. Like he's not even really giving you rebounds because it's like five a game. Yes, he's him and Mo Bamba are like clones of each other. Yeah, it's just like a poo poo ton of blocks. So yeah, like if you're a team that maybe didn't get a maybe you got like a a JV like a Jonas Valanciunas as your center, and you're going like, hey, I can sneak a couple weeks of blocks if I just hold this guy. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, like maybe because you're set in rebounds, because maybe you got Valanciunas and you got somebody like you got a a forward who gets you like eight rebounds a game. That's fair. And so you're just thinking like, oh, I just need to. Get some blocks, sure. But, like, yeah, he's on the roster, off the roster, I think. All right, I got one more. And then uh, if you have something, we should hit him. Oh, Al Horford. Ooh, are you worried about... Am I worried about Al Horford? Kind of. 182nd ranked player so far. I'm kind of worried about it. We did tout ourselves a lot of Al Horford, right? Um, I'm surprised. I'm just a little surprised uh, by his slow start, but I'm not I'm not giving up on Al Horford yet. But I am a little worried. I'm not really that worried because there's a lot of matches where they're going to need Horford. Like they're going to need someone big to play. He's averaging the fifth most minutes on the team. I think Horford's going to be all right, man. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about that one. Um, it hasn't been a great start. But it's only been three games. Like we'll give it time. We'll see what happens. Yes. Uh, I. I'm a little. I'm a. I'm getting. I'm. I'm a little worried. Just a tad bit worried. Um, you know, on Al Horford for rest of the season, just simply because like he gets his value out of being good on the margins, like having good blocks, having good steals, having good assists, and those are the things that he hasn't been doing yet. Um, but like you said, the playing time is there, the usage is there, the minutes are there, right? and they're going to need someone in that role. So there's still some time for Al Horford to uh, figure it out. And I think I think he does figure it out in the long term. So um, are you worried about Bam out of bio? No, no, too good. I think I'm kind of worried that Bam out of bio is never going to be a second round player. Okay, fair. That, I mean, if that's the the high standard, then maybe. Yeah. But like, is Bam Adebayo a third round player still? That's still pretty good. Yeah, that is still pretty good. Um, can he be a third round player even though if he's not going to hit threes and his assists are going to be under three? 
Well, I mean, if those are the caveats, no. But are they going to be? I, I'm not sure about that. Like, he's not probably not going to hit the threes, but I think he hit you like four, four and a half assists a game. Yeah, the threes were never there. Last season, he had 3.4. Um, 3.4. Yeah, but that assists. was after two years in a row yeah. where he had five. Yes, exactly. So where does that land? And is this trending down? He's 25 years old. He's very young. Is that trending down? Are we seeing an outlier steal season, which occasionally happens? We occasionally get our outlier steal season. Um, I don't know. I'm, I think he's too good to worry to worry about him. Like he's at 111. Like to worry about him that much. I'm not that worried about him. But do I think I hit a home run if I picked him in the second round? Probably not. There's two guys I'm actually worried about. You worried for two guys I'm actually worried about. Is Bam is Bam on a bio one of those uh one of the first times we've ever told anybody to sell low? Would you sell low on Bam out of bio? Would you go try to get like no. a, a third no, because I think, a third or fourth round player for Bam out of bio? I think the value's too low. Like I think people like all you're gonna get is like guys barely inside the top fifty. And yeah, I, well, I think I'm wondering because it's like if people think he's a second round player, he's just having a slow start, right? Maybe you get another third round player that you think is definitely a third round player, and you don't think you're going to get the Bam Adebayo that you thought you were, you know, taking the next step kind of Bam Adebayo. Because I don't think I don't think he's taking the next step. That's, that's fair if you can get that. I just don't. I'm not sure you can. Yeah, that's fair. Two guys I am worried about. You ready for this? Yeah, let's hear him. Tyrese Maxey and Ben Simmons. Ooh. Well, um, I'm certainly worried about Ben Simmons, um, though I think we, I think we weren't. I'm not shocked that I'm worried about Ben Simmons. Um, do Simmons and the do Maxie and this could be a Maxi is definitely um, someone I think. Well, we'll say this about Ben. It. He could make us look foolish because we we talked about this for a lot of players, right? Like, okay, he hasn't played in a long time. Jamal Murray, right? Kawhi Leonard, he doesn't look great yet, but. Like the Ben Simmons thing, I think there's just a little bit more to it, and some of it's mental, and that's that's really worrying for me. Like we see guys in baseball, like they get the yips, and then they yeah. can never throw again. So can he ever shoot again? I'm not sure. Yeah, there's. I mean, and it's not like it's not like the fans, the especially the away fans, um, teammates, the media, Twitter. It's not like they're all gonna lay off, lay off of them. Like even like tonight on Twitter. There was just a let's all take a big steamy dump on Ben Simmons and make fun of him. Uh, something like ninety some percent of the bets were on the which under I don't for his points, and they're like, and he he killed the under at four points. Like they're I I don't I think it's definitely gone too far, uh, but it's never gonna let up. And I don't get it. Like I, I'll never understand that part of fandom. Like. Sure, sure. I, I understand being a fan and like being mad at somebody for for being bad in a game, but like to shit all over this guy on social media and to shit all over him. Period. It's just like, dude, this is his person. At the end of the day, yeah, that's a human. Being. And like, you should want you should want everyone to succeed. Like, there's a winner and loser in sports, and that's that's cool. I, that's one thing I love about sports, right? Like that competitive nature of it. But like, I'm not rooting for Ben Simmons to stink. You should be rooting for anyone to stink. I'm not rooting for him to fail. I might root for him to lose, but I'm not. Uh, yeah, like, that's lose different. The right? game that he's playing in, but I'm not rooting for him the, to fail. The Mavericks game uh, against the Pelicans, right, came down to the last shot, and everyone knew Luca was going to get the ball and take the shot, right? The Pelicans fans should have been rooting for him to miss, but you shouldn't have been rooting for him to 
be terrible or yeah. to hurt there, himself or to any of that, right? There's like, a gross. Luka Doncic there, is fun. Dude, there's like a gross like ben Simmons. side of all this fandom, right? Like there's like legitimately where like I know long t- this was a long time ago when the Bulls were um, a top tier team, playoff bound. Um, and I forget the guy's name off the top of my head, but basically he missed a layup to, you know, lose, lose, maybe miss the playoffs or lose a playoff game or something. It'd probably lose a playoff game. Right. And like Chicago fans were sending him death threats and it was like, yo, that's not okay. That's not okay. Yeah. It's not okay. No, not at all. I don't understand that part of fandom. Like I get being mad at him. And if you want to be like, Oh F you know, you missed that shot. Like, okay. Same with that, um, bears kicker. Yeah, don't don't hate the guy. I don't want to yeah. do mean things to him and his family yeah. like that. I just never understand that yeah. part of it. Um, I think it was the triple the triple doink game where the Bears lost that playoff game and the guy hit the like all three posts uh, and the the ball came out and it was actually a really cool thing that happened in Chicago is that uh, Goose Island basically said "fuck you" to all those fans and said, "You think you could kick that field goal? Come down to our brewery and we will give you a like a year supply of beer." Uh, if you can kick the same field goal and like hundreds of people showed up and it was like a really cool event because it snowed. Not one person was even remotely close to hitting that field goal. It was a great event. I was actually discussing this with my father the other day. Um, Miami has one of the best kickers in the league. And he was like kicking like a 48 yard field goal. And like, we were both talking about how like, Oh yeah, he's definitely going to make this. And then I was like to him think saying like, how crazy is it that we both think it's automatic that this dude's going to make like a 50 yard field goal? Just think about that. Yeah. That's an, <laughs> like, that's an incredible feat. And it's like, it's even, it's incredible to do it without wearing pads or uh, having guys trying to hit you or having to do it in that split second. Right. It's much more incredible to do it under the pressure, under the lights with dudes bearing down on you in that split second. And they just go, yep, done, click, boom. So those yeah, guys, and so they, they deserve to do Punters and kickers should get paid more, quite frankly. It's insane. Anyways, it's kind of back to Maxi. Yeah, let's go to back to Maxi. Are you worried? <laughs> yeah, I am. I, and I really I wasn't super big on Maxi to begin with, I think. Like, like to where some people were picking him. I was, I was, I was having him as a potential, like right outside the top fifty, potential top fifty player. Here's the worry for me: he played thirty five minutes a game, yeah, last year, right? Point seven steals, point four blocks. Point four blocks for a guard is actually pretty good, yeah. Right, but it's not like game changing in any way. You're not going like I'm picking him because of that, right? It's good. It's it's what you want to see when you pick your guard, but it's not like that's the guy I gotta have. Right. So then you look at the assist, and it's four, it was four point three last year, but like. Harden's dominating the ball, and Harden for his entire career has dominated the ball. Yes. So it seems like Harden is like this my season, this my team. I'm taking this over, and I think while the percentage Maxi's shooting percentage will go up, like you're saying, those rebounds and assists seem to be going to Harden. Yeah, and so that's that's my thing. Is like you know. He's what, like a hundred and forty eighth ranked right now. I don't think he's. I don't think he's not a standard league player. But I think if you picked him up there, like in the sixties, where he was going, he was going fifty sixth in Yahoo drafts. Is this a sell that's low? That's a mistake. Yeah, this is a sell low for me for sure. The coveted I think he sell low. Is, I think he is 
somewhere hovering around 100, to be honest with you. I really do. Because the defensive stats are going to stink. And if the assistant rebounds stink, he's a point to nothing. He's an Andrew Wiggins circa what year over year that was where he couldn't do anything other than score. Mm, yeah, I forget already what year that was. Minnesota. You know what I mean? Like, there was that one year, and, and Wiggins is even a bad example, because Wiggins got you pretty close to a steal, or over a steal pretty much every year. You know what I mean? But, like, that's the type of guy I'm thinking, like, what is he, like, you know, right around 100? But, like, if you could sell this guy for anyone, like, even inside the top 75, I think I'd do it. That's probably, I, I probably can get behind that. Especially if you can get something like yourself, like a really decent, like, kind of like, if you thought Maxi was going to be a top 50 player, right, you can get somebody in that kind of 50 range yourself. Like, if you can pull, like, an OG and a Nobu who's having a little bit of a, a slow start, especially with the shooting. If you can pull yourself. Um, there's some guys that were getting picked over him in yeah. Yahoo drafts that like I would a, much rather have. You ready for this? Like a Middleton, maybe people are a little tired of waiting for Middleton, and he was going. It's a good one at that time. Even like a Jalen Brunson, I'm much rather Brunson than Maxi. I'm uh, I, so far like so 10. so far I've been impressed by Brunson. I I think I was a little too down oh, on him. Oh but... you you are not watching the Mavs. Brunson last year for the Mavs was spicy man. He was good. <laughs> I just didn't. I just didn't think he had what it takes to take the. But maybe I, it seems like I'm going to be proven wrong. I don't have. I don't own any Brunson stock. Uh, and Chero, man, like that guy went twenty picks below Maxi. That dude looks good too. Yeah, you know, he could I, make that actually, trade. But like that, that just looks good, man. He looks good. I wanted to give a um, yeah, like an honorable mention to things that I'm kind of um, shocked by. Like is he for real? Paulo Vanchero looks pretty good, and I, I, I don't think I was expecting. Like day one, game one. Hi, I'm dropping twenty two and like eight a night and giving you over a block a game. Have fun watching this. You know what I mean? You'll have to go back. We'll have to go back and listen to the Orlando episode. I'm pretty sure I said something like he could probably get you like eighteen and nine. Yeah, I'm almost positive I said that in the Orlando episode because you thought I was nuts. He looks silky. I think I came Maybe. around on that, but like this guy's not doing that. He's doing like 22, 23 a game. Oh, I mean, I okay. Like, let's be—we both live silky. in reality. Like, are you picking anybody to come out there and just go? Oh, he's dropping twenty points on everyone's head. No, no rookies. Like, like even even Wembyama next year when he comes out, like. It's hard to do, man. Luca averaged twenty one point two points a game as a rookie, and he was clearly the Mavericks' best player from opening night. And he only averaged twenty one points a game. That's true. It is hard to do, especially that young, especially with the speed of the NBA. Paulo Banchero looks—I mean, he looks the part. That team's big. I like Orlando. Orlando's a, f- a really fun team. I think that's it for the uh, fantasy basketball roundtable, Tyler. Um, appreciate you uh, joining me on our regular podcast slash roundtable. Uh, if you're watching this on Twitch uh, after it was over, go check out our podcast at Watching the Boxes. If you're listening to this on the podcast, go check out our Twitch, twitch.tv slash Watching the Boxes. And all of y'all, maybe go check out patreon.com slash Watching the Boxes where you can help support the show for just two bucks a month. That's so cheap. That's that's nothing. 
It's absolutely nothing. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes if you want to um, drop us some questions on Twitter for the roundtable, like during the week, during the weekend. And we'll be doing this every single Wednesday at around 10 p.m. Central. And we're going to just have a, you know, a random group of people coming coming through to the roundtable. Um, and we're just trying to get this uh, kind of this vibe off the board here. Like we want to see if people will interact um, on a regular scheduled program. So until our next regular scheduled fast fantasy, fantasy, fantasy basketball roundtable. Until then, stay safe and we'll see you next time.